Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Ty Moody. Dr. Ty is the Executive Director of Einstein's Playground, a children's learning and development center, as well as the Next Gen Department Director at the Worship Center Christian Church in Birmingham, Alabama. She has an extensive background in community leadership, elementary education, and educational leadership. In this episode, Dr. Ty Moody will share about her calling to connect the worlds of education and ministry, her passion for raising up the next generation, and her advice to women who feel a calling to leadership. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Avail podcast where we talk about leadership, we talk about ministry, we talk about life. We talk about how can we get better at all of these at the same time. It's the art of leadership. Today, we have a special guest. She's a very special guest. She's a very special leader. Had the opportunity to connect with her and her husband, along with my wife and some retreats. And uh, Dr. Ty Moody is in the house. Dr. Ty, how does it feel to be on the Avail podcast? I am so thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here with you today. I'm thrilled to just stay connected with such great leaders. (laughs) <laughs> we are thrilled too. I think our Avail audience is in for a treat today. Um, before we jump in to talk about some of the things that I know are on your heart and in your wheelhouse as far as leadership, like like leading the next generation, education, uh, women in leadership and supporting leadership, this is going to be a great conversation. Before we do that, okay. Dr. Moody, can you just t- talk a little bit about who is Dr. Ty Moody? Where are you? What are you doing? Just so we can get a little feel of who you are. Absolutely. Well, I'm Dr. Ty Moody. I live in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, We lead, we meaning my husband and I lead a ministry here called the Worship Center Christian Church. We founded the ministry um, 17 years ago. Mm. It's been a journey. I've learned tons. (laughs) We have two beautiful children that keep us busy. I'm both Eden and Ethan, and they're two teenagers in high school. So pray for us as we <laughs> lead our home. <laughs> and um, I, my background a little is a, a little bit all over, but it's mostly education. My passion, my my calling, my purpose is to educate the next generation and those around me. And I have a passion for it. And God has purposed me to do that. I do it by way of, uh, we have a preschool here called Einstein's Playground that I'm the um, executive director of. We run a summer program that we are well on our way getting done, um, that we partner with people in the city um, across the state of Alabama. We also, I also oversee the Next Gen Department here at the Worship Center Christian Church and oversee the women's ministry as well. Um, But with all of those things, I can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Where I am weak, he is strong. And so I am grateful for just the Holy Spirit that walks with me. Yeah, that's good. I, I love, I love your background. I love your I love your giftings, the way God is, you know, we've had conversations in the past. I know my wife has had great conversations with you as well. Yeah, just talking about how you're leading, how you're leading and, and you're doing so well. Um, let's talk, let's start in this area of, of how you're leading 
you know, in the next gen area and, and, and specifically even the school education, I think uh-huh. uh, this is such an important aspect of, of our, of our kids and, and, our, and the future of our kids and the church, by the way. Um, tell me, tell me why, why do you think it's so important? The, the aspect of our kids' education, and I'm talking about even the preschoolers, right, who are Absolutely. being taken Absolutely. care of. Why, mm-hmm. why, why is this something that for you was important enough to go to school for, to get prepared for, and to be working in consistently? Great question. You know, one of the things that I always knew I was called to was to education. But what that looked like, I wasn't quite sure. But, you know, na- naturally it is to go to school uh. to be a teacher. Um, which I did at the University of Florida, which go Gators. Um, (laughs) And I had a great experience there. Um, But what I learned later on in life um, was my true purpose. And that was to help marry. And this is the way God gave it to me, Mm. to marry the church, the community and the school. It sounded good on paper, but not knowing this is even when I was still single, not knowing what that will look like, because I knew I was Mm. passionate about the community and parent involvement and knowing that was a need for success. I knew um, you had to give resources and educate. So I knew education was it. But I knew God and his word was so much is so powerful in that in that process. So when he told me that, I was like, great, I get it. I know my purpose is to marry them all and kind of you know, but once um, being married to my husband and knowing what we were called to do to build ministry, it all made sense. And mm. so starting um, Einstein's Playground, I knew that one, early childhood, that's that's the area in which you grow most. The first five yeah. years of, a, of an individual's life is the most growth um, in their brain growth. They learn the most, the vocabulary you know, grow. So for us to be a part of the the lifeline and the story of a, of a child so early, not only academically, but spiritually was just a powerful um, and purposeful opportunity. And so for us, um, it, it just seemed like it fit in what God called us to um, ultimately. And so um, academically making sure they are, they meaning young adults, and children and academically, they're prepared for the future, not only um, in school, but just in life to be, you know, productive citizens of this of this thing we call world and life. And so I'm just grateful, grateful that God was able to give me that clearly and and then not giving it to me up front, but just show me as I lived each day mm. how that was going to unfold. Yeah, that's good. How long have you been directing the the preschool? Since 2015 is when we opened the school and started it from scratch, which is always um, a journey, not knowing because my background is in elementary education and then um, reading and then I did Mm -hmm. higher ed. So I did a little bit. I'm eclectic and I've done it all from edit men. So early childhood, I knew I loved it, but (laughs) what to do. And so that that was a learning curve, but God, God gave us the resources and the connections and the people to kind of help us along that way. Well, I think there's probably people that are maybe in that season of their journey where they're thinking about what if we had a school, what if we opened up a preschool, a daycare, these things, and and maybe for a little bit of insight, since you're, you know, maybe going almost eight years in, right? Yes. What, what do you wish you would have known before? Okay, come on, help us out. Come on, Dr. Ty Moody, help uh, us out. What do you wish you would have known before that would have made a big difference? 
Well, I don't know if knowing it would have helped, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think knowing, um, I think ultimately knowing what you're called to helps the process, right? Mm -hmm. It helps mm -hmm. those hard times. It helps when it's challenging. Um, but for us in the state of Alabama, it was all of the nuances and the, the state regulations and rules. Yeah. Those are the areas in which I was not aware of, like a public school. You know, you had the health department that you had to get the check boxes. You Then you had to have the state <clears throat> department and then you had to have all these boxes checked. Um, and then all of the federal funding and the um, grant opportunities, I wish I would have known on the front end. Um, wow. we, we started earlier with some funding opportunities, but for me, even now, I wish I knew more about fundraising and being comfortable asking people for money for a call. Wow. And ministry is challenging because we're already known as, as a church. You, you don't ever want to ask for money. You don't want people to think that right. you just want your church to ask for money. But when it comes to education and the lives of our children, it's a little bit different. And it was very challenging for me to pivot from that. Yeah. Um, and so for... Um, raising money and funds for education was a was a challenge for me um so knowing how to better do that fundraising <laughs> that's good that definitely have helped yeah that's really good i think i think i mean for anybody in the non-profit space and you know you know and even ministry that's huge um and maybe maybe you're out there you're listening or you're watching this podcast and you're you're this is a good piece of advice right now you're getting from dr ty moody and it's free we're not charging for it <laughs> uh, i want to i want to kind of continue on on here just the the whole aspect of of next gen i know you're overseeing basically in, in um in the church you're overseeing everything that has to do from the from the babies mm -hmm. you know to the to the kids to the to the youth and the young adults um, let's talk about that. I mean, this is so huge. I, I think some churches are miss are not winning here, uh, yeah, Dr. Moody. And, and and this is this is huge. Talk to us a little bit about what are you seeing in, in 2023? What are you seeing as some of the outstanding challenges, issues uh, that the next gen is facing? Well, there there are a lot of of our next gen that's just leaving the church. They're leaving yep. the church. There's nothing relevant for them there. So it is finding creative ways um, to be relevant for them. Um, so I we also see it as an opportunity mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um, you kind of have to go to them. And so the biggest thing for us is being relevant, but still being true to the word of God. Yeah. And, um, and meeting the needs, they have needs. And these days, not only are they leaving church, those who come to church don't come consistently. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have learned that building relationships is the best way to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm fortunate to have such a great team that's open and willing to do different things. And I think the biggest lesson is to pivot, be willing to pivot and not dig your heels in feeling like, well, this is, we need to have Sunday school because this is what works. And this is where I learned. Well, that that's, that's true. But there are a lot of things that our children are facing today that to be honest, I don't think I've ever experienced <laughs> ever. And so I don't quite understand all of the nuances, but I'm open and willing and to, to ask those questions to them. Say, Hey, what would you want to see? What would be, what would make your friends want to come? Why won't they come? You know, what would what would help you and asking them questions and be willing to pivot your programming to what they want and not just what makes you feel comfortable. 
Yeah, that's good. I want to I want to ask kind of a two two part question because mm-hmm. you've been doing ministry a long time. I know this. You've been doing this a long time. What as far as next gen kids, youth, young adults, and you could pick anyone, you know, mm-hmm. what what didn't work? What's something that you said, man, we did this and we were just off or it didn't work or it was a mess. And then what did what is working, you know, because I think that's part of part of leading is right. some and you just mentioned pivoting, right? right. Uh, is that trial and error aspect of man, what's so so as you think back, as you think back right now, whether it's a while back, you know, a little bit or before, the last what, what has that we did or last <laughs> week, right? <laughs> what what did it work? Because I think it's fun to learn and it's fun to laugh, Absolutely. laugh at ourselves, right? And then what is working? Well, first of all, thinking and expecting them to come to you because you have great programming. Oh, that's good. They, you can't expect them to come to you because, oh, I have this and I have this great speaker. I'm giving away money. You know, we have programs. We give away donks. We give away shoes. We give away gift cards. We have great speakers. We have DJs. We have parties. And it's like crickets. Wow. You know, and it's because <laughs> first of all, our kids are so involved in so many different things. So doing a Friday night activity no one's going to come there. Football in Alabama, football is big. Wow. So they're, they're, they're not going to show up. Mm-hmm. And we as an organization have to be okay with that. And then what we have to say is, okay, we need to come to you. How can we come into your schools and give you the programming that you need and make it relevant? How do we um, come to your football games and how, you know, create programs where they are? Go to mm-hmm. hang spaces where they are and don't expect them to come into the church. Now, once you build relationship with them, uh-huh. then they may come to the church. Um, I'm almost certain that they will because they'll do it because they know you. That's my guy. That's my girl. That's, mm-hmm. you know, they're cool. Um, they're good. They'll just, you know, but if you don't know them and you don't have a relationship with them, don't expect them to come to church just because you're having a great program and it's all of the cool things. And it's, I don't know, I'm calling out names like the, the biggest rapper or the biggest, right. you know. They're not going to come just because you're offering it on site. Um, Be willing to come to them because that's the the biggest shift for us. We have great programming, (laughs) great curriculums, great, all of these great things. We plan out a year. We have it quarterly. It all matches and it meets and then Mm. crickets. So we've had to pivot. Yeah, I like that. So so obviously I'm hearing something that didn't work was, expecting and hoping and waiting that they come to us all the time right this is not yeah, yeah. this is not a, a good strategy anybody who's been in any right. kind of next gen ministry understands this now now you mentioned something key that you've been discovering and, and we have as well as we do church uh the importance of relationships um can you tap into okay actually actually here's what i want to do okay when, when you're looking for people the right leaders because i think i think a big a big part of winning in next gen ministry is having the right leaders. Uh, and by that, I, you know, that can be f- from the actual on staff, you know, you know, vocational ministry leader person, but also volunteers. What are you looking for? What do we, what do we, sh- what should we look for in leaders who want to help us lead our next gen? 
Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? Avail is proud to announce that for a limited time, you can get over $273 worth of leadership resources in the Avail Plus box for just $10 in shipping. Inside the Avail Plus box, you'll find leadership books, study guides, magazines, and other content that we know will equip you with everything you need to inspire, motivate, and guide your team to success. Stop putting off your leadership growth on the back burner and start investing in becoming the leader you were made to be. Learn practical strategies, knowledge, and leadership tools curated by some of the industry's leading experts. Take the first step in your leadership growth. Purchase your Avail Plus box today before they're all gone by visiting availbox.com. Flexibility, teachability. They have to be teachable, they have to be flexible. Um, and they have to be open. You know, mm -hmm. our kids will tell you if you're open to listen, but they're not going to, like for an example, we pivoted from Sunday mornings. We have, um, we do worship with our kids and our youth in mm -hmm. their own private space. There was a season where we would have a, a theme that we're teaching for that season or that month. And then we will give the curriculum to our leaders, our youth leaders, and we'll have them teach the curriculum. But what we found was all of our youth teacher leaders taught differently and they will talk at the students mm. versus allow the students to kind of talk and help mm -hmm. lead the conversation. So one of the things that they told us, they're like, we don't, we don't want to hear from somebody who in their eyes, like my age, an old lady, and they feel like I don't relate with you, whereas right. um, they would rather hear from somebody who was a peer a little older than them that we have discipled. And so yeah. what we learned from that was, OK, we need to get a core while we have our, our leaders as adults, but we need our, our young leaders disciple them and have them teach their peers because they have learned we have learned that they listen better. They re they're more receptive and they're feeling like, oh, I can relate to them versus somebody who's my mom and they're just talking at me. Um, so that's just an example of, um, of just, but discipling the leaders, making sure that they're teachable, open, and they're, um, I said teachable. Flexible. Related, flexible, yes, yes. Um, and now we recently had to hire a new um, next-gen pastor. And so that was a challenge going through that whole process. But one of the things that I wanted to be clear of, I wanted a, a, a next-gen pastor for our kids and, and, and our youth that not just look cool and look like their age, because we don't want somebody to age out in 10 years because they don't wear the skinny jeans and the ripped jeans anymore. You know right. what I mean? I want mm -hmm. somebody who is willing to be open and shift and, and pivot and mature enough spiritually to be able to still be there for, for the next gen in yeah. 10, 20 years. Yeah, that's good. I love everything you're saying. I think, I think, you know, when you mentioned all the things you mentioned, my hundred percent agreement and, and, and even connected to the, to the open and listening, I, I think also vulnerable. I think uh, this young generation, uh, they, they don't respond well to the, you know, do Thank what you. I say because I say so. Uh, they respond a little bit better to, man, I went through this and this was yes. hard for me and God helped me out. Uh, yes. Would you agree with that? I agree. I think vulnerability, vulnerability, excuse me, is one of the, the big things. But then also, I think still being open because sometimes we have found that 
your story may not be their story. And right. so once again, they felt like they were being talked about. Like when I was your age, this is what happened to me. And this is what I went through. And what we went through is not what they're going through. Yeah, It's just yeah. not. The stories are not the same. But to say, I've been broken before. I've, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've, I've fallen mm-hmm. and I've been hurt. You know, that kind of vulnerability, but not necessarily making your your path their path. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I would say vulnerability of, man, I made mistakes. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not perfect. I'm not talking to you from a position of be fl- float in the air like we saints exactly. do. But, but, exactly. but like, hey, man, I have I made mistakes, man. I, I broke this. I, I messed this up. And yes. man, God had grace and mercy on me. And, and yes. that's great. Like an uh, example was we did a... <laughs> We did a lesson on um, sex ed, you uh-huh. know, with our youth, and it was amazing because the those who were kind of helping lead, being vulnerable, some of the things that came out, mm-hmm. it was it was um, life changing. So yeah, that's good. That's good. I wanna I wanna shift a little bit uh, for this second half of our conversation, um, mm-hmm. just on the fact, you know, what I really appreciate about you is that is that you you embrace the leadership that God has given you and placed you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it doesn't seem like you're a person who's who's fought to try to take your own leadership. I think it's it seems to me like as you've stepped into each season of your life, the Lord has unpacked some more leadership for you. I mean, you're 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 on the kind of director executive level of leadership, you know, within the church and obviously you're directing the the school. Um, this is really important. Uh, let's talk leadership and let's talk, you know, about your role and what you see as far as women leading in the church and, and helping others to lead. Unpack that for me. Okay. Well, for me, um, and it's interesting that you say that I was not always there. I didn't see, um, I've always saw myself as a leader, but in ministry, I thought it was different, you mm. know? So I think the beauty and in my walk and my journey is I did not have a list of expectations that I was walking into because we started our ministry. I did not have um, another quote unquote first lady shoes to walk in and say, well, she did this. So there was right. an expectation that I did it. And so I, um, my husband allowed me to slowly become comfortable in what God had called me to. Mm-hmm. Um, saw myself as a leader, but in education, once again, knowing I was supposed to marry them all, but not knowing what that was going to look like. And mm-hmm. so for, for me, I had um, being comfortable and confident in who God called me to and not ever feeling like I had to compete with my husband in his role. Never once did I feel like, you know, look at me because if it weren't for me, it wouldn't be a him type of person. It was like, no, we are a team. And my role, um, even when I was a stay-at-home mom, was just as vitally important as it was for him, you know, going into ministry every single day. So um, being supportive, being comfortable and confident. And then when God was stretching me and asking me and calling me to do more, though I was not always comfortable, um, I used the term I was comfortably uncomfortable in the things that God (laughs) called me to. And so I learned to say yes and be open, not always knowing how it was going to get done. And so um, I was like, okay, Lord, if you're presenting this to me as an opportunity in my, in my role, in my position, I'm going to have to be okay with being uncomfortable and then trust you um, because you've asked me to do this, that you'll give me what I need. 
Um, and so there will be times that I will have to go speak or go to different organizations and do things. And I'm not always comfortable um, mm. or confident <laughs> in mm. it. But I was like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to give me what I need, you know, because I'm like, okay, Lord, if you called me here, I know my ultimate purpose. I know you're going to, you know, lead me. I pray for wisdom. I pray for the spirit of discernment consistently um, and never feeling like also as a leader that I've uh, arrived or I know it all. I think that's important as well as leaders and to surround yourself with 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 people who can um, uphold your arms up because I don't know all things, but I know the people who are gifted in certain areas and I, you know, to get the support that that we need um, to move forward. I want to I want to hear a little bit kind of from your heart mm-hmm. um, as when you're stepping into this into this role of, of planting the church with your, with your husband (laughs) and starting all this, what are some of the feelings Mm -hmm. um, that were going through your heart and the emotions, maybe even in your soul um, Mm -hmm. on the front end? Uh, And I, cause I think it's, I think it's, it's helpful to hear honest, (laughs) honest thoughts because you're not where you were, you aren't today where you were back then. Absolutely. Um, So so what, what were some of those emotions and feelings you were going through? Well, my husband talks about this often, if you've ever heard um, him talk about that, that was one of his biggest fears, starting a ministry, because he was in consulting and he helped church plants. So that Mm. was one of his, he said he had two big fears that go go to prison (laughs) and and starting a ministry. I don't know, they're polar opposites, but I mean, that would be for his fears. And um, God made him face them by serving as a chaplain in prison and then starting a ministry. But wow. At the time, um, when we were starting the ministry, it was a lot of um, chaos and a lot of turmoil Hmm. in starting the ministry because it wasn't our plan. We came to Birmingham to support and to succeed another pastor in another ministry. Hmm. It did not seem to work out. It was working out, but it was so much tension and that um, the pastor at the time, he's no longer with us, said to my husband, he said, listen, I think you should start a ministry and I'll be your first member. He said, because you'll you'll pastor them, but you'll never lead them. Mm. And my husband was adamantly against it. But I knew some of the fears my husband had as a provider, as a man and wanting to provide and having a, a standards that he, desires that he had for his lifestyle. And one of the things I share with him, and I'm, I'm being very transparent, Mm-hmm. I was so at peace because I was so clear on what God said. Wow. I told him, I said, sweetie, I need you to know, because we had just moved from another state. We were <laughs> just sold my house. We were selling it. We had another house on the market. We had built a house. We were like, we were just all over the place. I said, if we have to eat pork and beans out of a can, <laughs> I need you to know that I'm okay. There's not, I, I'm okay with not having this standard of living um, to do the will of God. Wow. And I think it was that that helped free him or his, I think that was the start of it. I wouldn't say that was it, but that was the Mm. start of that process for him. But I was so at peace because God said it. I was like, okay, Lord, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know. We don't have a plan for this. Financially, we don't have a plan for this. We didn't have plans, but I was just so at peace because I know God said it. Now, was was I a little on edge? Yes, because I, I didn't have a job. I was coming from South Florida as a professor, had no job. 
But mm. I was like, okay, Lord, you're you going to have to make it work, you know. Um, I'm more of the person that don't need plans. I'm more of that. I, I told somebody the other day, I'm not a flower child, but I'm always, I'm laid back. I'm just like, I'm <laughs> the flow. Um, so my husband and I balance each other out because he's a very, he's a planner. Um, so I was at peace. Um, now, once the decision was made, mm-hmm. <laughs> other feelings that came up, it was, it was a anxiety and fear because of just the, the unknown, not yep. knowing what God was going to do or how he was going to do it. Um, and sometimes it's kind of a fearful to speak what, you know, God has said, because it seems so unheard of. <laughs> it's so like, okay. And people start asking questions and you have no answers and it's like, oh my God, well, how are you going to do it? I don't know. Even in leadership now, I have my staff. I have some waiting for me right now for a bunch of answers that I'm going to be happily, I'm going to happily tell them I don't know. And I think as leaders being okay with that, I don't know. But knowing the vision is what's key. But being at peace with not having all the answers, but God will reveal them day to day. And 17 years in, I look back and amazed at what God has done. Not because we had it all together or not because we had all the plans and all the right people or all the right programming. It was because we trusted and obeyed him. That's so good. That's so good. I think somebody's, I think there's people leaning in right now and, and I want to, I want to piggyback off of this, um, Dr. Moody, because I think, um, I think that there's a lot of women who really need to hear your voice and your heart. Um, we know that there's all kinds of thoughts and maybe positions or beliefs about, you know, women leading in different ways, especially in ministry. Um, as as a woman who's been standing next to your husband, lead pastor, being part of that founding, uh, planting team, and and leading at a high level, significant areas of the ministry, leading the school. You know, for for maybe maybe for some younger women who they see they they feel, I think I think God's put something in me to lead. You know, or I want to take steps. What are just some 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 advice or tips that you would say to that woman who's leaning in saying, I don't know if I got it. I don't know if I'm called. I don't know if I can do it. What are some words of advice? If God said it, he will do it. Mm-hmm. Don't put a time limit on it. I will say for um, some that I've encountered where they know they've been called to certain things they have this microwave mentality thinking it's going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we have a, God will show us up and we just want it to happen immediately. Um, But that's not always how God works Mm -hmm. and with the process, because I think that is a a major thing with leaders. I think we see prime example. I I remember being a, (laughs) an educator, a young educator, like, Fresh out of grad school, I knew I had all the answers. I was very strong-willed. My leader at the time, I just used to look at them and say, I can do that so much better. I would not have done this. I would not do that. I wouldn't. Oh, God, that was just so, you know, I had so many um, opinions, Uh uneducated opinions about his leadership. (laughs) Fast forward and how I lead the grace that I have for people is so much different. Mm. The, the um, patience that I have is so much different. 
and the understanding that I have with people is different. And I think, as my dad says, keep allowing the sun to rise on you. God revealed more more about yourself and about others and you being okay with that, but definitely never coming, getting to a place as a leader to think that you know it all because you don't always be willing to grow. Um, but if God said it, he will do it, but give him time, allow God to, that's good to map that out for you. That's good. I like that. I like that. I think we do often, and I include myself, get in a rush. Uh, we think, <laughs> Dr. Sam Chan tells me all the time, Virgil, what's your rush? <laughs> and uh, that's right. a good, re- that's a good reminder. I want to, oh. I want to go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to add one more thing. Also, especially in this day and age where everybody on social media posts everything about everything and it, we don't even know if it's true everything, but it's everything about everything. Not to look at somebody else's journey and make it your own or assume that's what God has called you to. I think everybody has been guilty, including myself, see a leader and be like, oh, that's cool. I can do that. And that may or may not God has called you to. God to lead your journey and not social media or what other people are doing. Yeah, that's good. Don't covet someone else's journey because God's got a journey for you. Okay, so before we before we um, close off with how people can get in touch with you and connect with you, here's here's the last question. It's from the heart as well. Um, what what does Dr. Ty Moody want to be remembered for? What what's oh. the mark you want to leave on this world? It's going to sound cliche, but that I loved well and I served well. Um, I, one of the things I often say is I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. Even if it's, you know, making you laugh one day or, you know, holding you accountable the next. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my, my calling is to serve others and it looks different in every season, but I do know I'm here to serve others. Um, and I, I and as I'm growing as a leader, um, knowing that God created me for a time such as this. Mm. And in leadership, some days are so hard. <laughs> I mean, hard. Yeah. But you have to know, I'm like, okay, God, you created me for this time and for this season and for this moment. And the peace that that gives me at times where it's just like, you just want to cry. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. I love it. I love it. Hey, you're leaving a legacy. You're building and you're leaving a legacy, Dr. Moody. Hey, I want to I wanna give people the opportunity to connect with you. What's the best way if people want to find you, connect with you, and know more about the ministry? What's the best way for them to find you? The best way will be on our church's website. It is at theworshipcenterCC.org. Um, everything about our ministries there, even our school information, you can find it on that website. Um, I have social media, but I'm not really big on it. So it, I think it's Ty.Moody or Dr.Ty. Please forgive me. <laughs> it's on <laughs> it's on the website if you ever want to find me. Um, and you said I, the Worship Center? Yes. The dot worship CC? Center, the worship center CC.org. Got it. The Worship Center CC.org. Or TWCCC.org, which is a lot of C's. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome. You know, I want to mention, um, make sure you guys check out the website. I want to mention also the Avail Journal. Everybody who listens or views Avail, if it's your first time, you might be hearing for the first time, the Avail Journal. This comes out quarterly. It's an amazing leadership magazine that has uh, authors and contributors from all cultures, walks of life, men, women, older, younger. Um, Dr. Ty, have you ever had an Avail Journal in your hand? Yes, I have a, a box right here in my office. <laughs> so I'm there as all- leaders, as leaders, it's good to have resources in our hands. Absolutely. And as leaders, it's also important to um, give other leaders resources. I love so that. It's my ability to help reach others. So good. Hey, if if you are not yet subscribed, claim your free six-month trial. Go to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. We want to bless you with the first couple of editions. You're going to love it. And you're not going to want to throw it away because it looks good, it feels good, and it helps you in your leadership journey. Um, Dr. Ty, before we close off, uh, what's one final nugget you want to leave on everybody's heart? That God loves you no matter what you've ever done or will do. He loves you unconditionally. And if he's called you to lead, as I know he has, in some way, shape, or form, walk in that with confidence and knowing that God will give you what you need. If you're open and you're teachable and you're flexible, he'll be able to help you be the best leader that you're called to be. Good word, hashtag drop the mic, Dr. Ty (laughs) Moody. It's been an honor uh, spending this time with you. Uh, Thank you for leading so well. On behalf of the Avail team, Dr. Sam Chand, Martine Van Tilburg, everybody who's behind the scenes. We just want to say we honor you, we bless you, and we thank you for your, we're thankful for your life and your leadership. Absolutely. Thank you for everything. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I appreciate all that you do. Yes, ma'am. And please give Pastor Van a big hug on behalf of me and our team. Love on <laughs> hey, your wife I hope and you- babies. I will. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him a hug for you. I hope everybody's been encouraged once again by the Avail Leadership Podcast. We talk about the art of leadership today. Hearing from Dr. Ty Moody, an amazing leader, leading in so many ways. Remember, everybody, there's a new episode that pops out every week right here on the Avail Podcast. On behalf of Avail, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. I'm your host on this podcast every week, where we learn and we grow in our leadership. God bless you. Catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast with our guest, Dr. Ty Moody. You can find out more about Ty on social media and by going to twccc.org. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here on the Avail podcast.